0: to camp everybody um hey molly got molly up here on the couch with me and uh yeah another week another week of camp and um yeah let's see what we got here on the old tv i'm not going to be watching the news that was the most depressing news day ever yesterday um i'm not uh, you know, like look dude every radio show news show podcast Whatever is probably going to talk about like you know that shooting in Texas and it. it, it what I always say and what everybody always says is just like and and uh, you know th- I'm not trying. This is not I, I don't want to get. I, I try to avoid politics because I really don't know much. Like I don't know enough about politics to sit down and have like a like a good argument. Uh, oh, Unforgiven. Okay, we're gonna watch Unforgiven here. Um, I mean, just speaking of guns, uh, I, so I'm just—I don't—I just I don't—I don't, don't follow politics. I don't follow the issues, and I should. I'm 40 now; like I should follow it closer than I do. But I like—I just don't. I feel like there's so many. There's just such a better use of your time than. Actually, you know what? No, there's. It's good to know what's going on. It's good to have like a, a grasp on like the basics. But it's a waste of time arguing about it because when people have their opinions, they they they're not going to budge off them as now more than ever. Uh, but like, yeah, like I remember in the '90s as a kid, like getting beer. Like you needed to know the guy that had the brother that had the friend that had the fake ID that could get the the shit for you and like i feel like we need that with like a fucking automatic rifle like it should be impossible for them to get that Uh, like it it just should like that should be so hard to get for somebody that's 18 who uh, has fucking issues that should be impossible to get. Uh, that's all I'm going to say about that. Like, it should be literally, to get that, you need the friend that has the brother, that has the fake ID. And even then, like, that's still no excuse, because it's a, it's a gun. It's not a, it's not a 12-pack of Milwaukee's best. Um, it should be very difficult for that to happen, so that's all I'm going to say about it is that it, it? like, I feel like now more than that, we just have too much access to things now. Uh, and like, uh, like, uh, like a, a, a gun, like, it's one thing if it was like a, like a, like a, like a Luger or like a, a like a pistol, but I mean like an assault rifle, like you can just get, like, these kids are just going in there and getting it. Like they're getting a pack of fucking bubble gum. I mean, it, it's really fucked up. And, and, like, you know, I got to say, like, look, the, that insurrection on the Capitol, that that was insane that that happened. Like, I never thought that that would that that would ever happen. It was like it was crazy. But, like, if those people were doing that because to 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 fight, you know, gun laws, <laughs> I'd probably watch them and be like, eh i kind of like i kind of that that's not what that's not justified versus the fact that donald trump fucking lost the presidency like that like i mean come on like that was the most insane reason to go storm a government building is because a fucking reality tv host didn't win like i, I mean come on but if they were storming the capitol to try to get congress to pass gun laws eh I mean, like, look, you know, there's, you never want violence to break out, but like, look, dude, I, when those Parkland kids, they they had a pretty interesting idea. Let's just not go to school. Ah, like, that was pretty forward thinking there. So, again, I'm not saying go out and be violent, but like, it, it's kind of one of those things where, you know, if everybody, if they were storming the Capitol to get con- the Congress to, to, if they were doing it for gun reform, I mean, that's not a noble cause. I, I don't know. That's all I'm going to say is that it, it like, <laughs> I don't know what the fucking solution is, but like something's got to happen. And, and I wish I had the solution and I just don't. And it just fucking sucks. Um, it's just, yeah, that's all I got to say about that. I, and, and, you know, if I'm losing people now, like that's, that's, that's another part of the problem is that we don't even like listen to what each other says, say anymore. But like, it should just be really, 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 really difficult for you to be able to get a, a gun like that. That's just crazy, um, but I'm, so I'm not going to spend any more time on that because it literally that's that's not this is camp. this is where you come to you know get away from the world for a little bit. <laughs> um, so yeah, so we got unforgiven on. I've actually never seen this movie, and I'm sure there's a collective what? going on with everybody that's listening but I actually haven't. I'm not a big western fan. Um, I know how great this movie probably is Uh, and I should sit down to see it. But again, this is another example. Like I was telling, I was, I, to bring up the new (laughs) Beverly again, I enjoy watching. Okay. So on my TV, I like watching, you know, like shows, like, you know, like, like game of Thrones. Like, I like watching that at home. It's on my TV. Um, and I'll watch like a dumb movie on my TV. Like last night I tried to watch that new movie, the valet, and it's not good like, if it's a movie that I don't really care about, I'll watch it on my TV. Like, I know how good The Unforgiven probably is, and I'd rather see it. Like, if it, was, if it was ever playing at the New Beverly or some other theater, I would go see it, for sure. Because I, I'm sure it's great. But at the end of the day, even if I saw it there, like, I'm just not a Western guy. I, I, don't, I don't know. I'm just not... Um, I don't know what it is about it, but they all kind of bleed into each other. I feel like, I feel like they're all the same. There's always, you know, these one street towns with like, there's always the hero (laughs) um, that maybe he, maybe he's the sheriff. Uh, and he's got some personal issues or he's this kind of drifter who's coming into town but he means no harm but the townspeople don't like him coming in and they think he means harm and everybody's playing cards and drinking whiskey and like there's a brothel and uh, there is... There's a lot of that guy actors, and I don't know. They they all kind of feel the same to me. Although High Noon, I did see at a film class I took in college, and that movie was actually fucking great. Um, but I will one of these days I will sit down and watch The Unforgiven. But today I'm just going to do the old the old camp good boy viewing where I don't really watch it. I just comment on it. Um, yeah, like there's always there's always this sheriff office which like, was just like the one cell. For as many criminals as exist in these towns, they only have that like one cell which looks so easy to break out of. Um, but like living in this, day, this age would suck. This guy just comes in with one arm, of course. Like living back in this time would just suck. Uh, it's just, you know, you know, you're going to work and instead of traffic, there's just a gunfight, like breaking out on the, on the one road that exists in this town. There's just gunfights like every day. It would suck. Um, although, you know, although, you know what, one could actually make the case that we do still live in this era based on what I just said and what happened yesterday. And um, <laughs> I mean, seriously, it's, it's ridiculous. Oh, American sniper. on tonight. See American sniper, like snipers snipers should be able to ha- walk into a uh, a gun store with like a card that says i'm a sniper and it's like cool maybe like here's your gun <laughs> like you're a sniper and the okay you you kill the enemy okay this one's on us like that's again okay, not to go back to that but um but speaking of okay so speaking of like yesterday and and uh you know that shooting and And I'm sure, obviously, when that happens, you call 911. So I had to call 911 uh, this past weekend on Sunday. I was out walking Molly, my dog and I turned the corner to come back to, to my street. And, and there was this guy laying down on the, on the sidewalk. He looked like he was unconscious, but then the closer I got, he he was this, he was this older guy, maybe like fifties or sixties. And he had fallen and his face was all bloody and there was blood all over the sidewalk. He was conscious. Like he lifted his head up, but there was a guy there trying to call somebody. And he was like, Hey man, like, do you have your phone? And I leave my phone at home when I'm walking my, dog because it's a it's I'm on my phone way too much so I need to pick my spots where I just kind of I'm not on it and I believe when you're walking your dog the worst thing you can do is be on your phone because literally you'll stop to check out a check a text and a dog will come somebody else with a dog will come behind you if you have a dog that like maybe doesn't get along with other dogs, that dog's going to lunge and you're an idiot for being on your phone because then it's going to start an issue between two dogs. And yeah, so that's another reason why I leave it, my phone at home is because I like to just focus on taking my dog for a walk and not, you know, Instagram or whatever. So I didn't have my phone, but I lived uh, like a hundred yards from where this guy was on the ground. So I kind of ran back, got my phone. Came out and called nine one one for this guy and again he was fine and and the fire department got there quickly. But uh like when you call nine one one like that should go right to the operator. Like what happened to that going right to the operator? I literally got to an automated like messaging system as if I was like paying my phone bill. That that's crazy like I, I literally got the menu that says for Spanish press too like I got the English version and then I got the Spanish version which I which look I understand that, you know LA is is literally like 50% English speaking 50% Spanish speaking so I I I get that but man like it took about that should be. You should literally get into to an operator at nine one one in five seconds. This took about twenty to thirty seconds. That like, and this wasn't even a, a a a serious thing. I mean, this if the guy had been unconscious, okay, then it'd been more serious. But th- the fact that it doesn't go right to an operator, I have to be in an automated thing. Like I'm making a reservation at a restaurant. That's insane to me. Um, I couldn't believe it. I remember like Rescue 911, that show in the '90s. I mean, I was under the impression that you that you call, and I mean that that like it's just immediately to an operator. But but I will say this though, they and I've I've called 911 twice in my life. Once um, on Sunday, and then the other time was back in 2003, which actually was in DC and it was during the DC sniper but it wasn't it wasn't because i uh, because of the DC sniper it was because my friend uh we had been out drinking and my friend passed out he he went home early he passed out in his apartment with like macaroni and cheese on the oven and we could hear the fire alarm going off and the place was filled with smoke and we called 911 and i seem to remember it going right to an operator and those, I mean, those fire trucks were there in, those fire trucks were literally, the, the cars get to you quicker than it takes for you to get to an operator, which, so I guess it kind of maybe balances out, because the, I remember that first time I called 911, those fire trucks were there in, in record time, and these guys were here yesterday, uh, on Sunday so quick, so I guess maybe it balances it, it, balances it out Um I guess it does help to be in a city where there's just police stations and fire stations everywhere. But yeah, that uh, so. But I just couldn't believe how how long it took to get to an operator. That seemed that seemed a little um, could knock a few seconds off that. I guess is all I'm saying. Um, So yeah. So this is Unforgiven. Yet I haven't seen one of the. the, I remember when this movie came out. It was like the cast of this. Wait, do I have this right? Yeah, Clint Eastwood, Gene. I remember the cast of this is insane. Yet I haven't seen one of them yet. Um, I talked about uh, walking my dog. You know, it's a kind of a pet peeve of mine, and because I remember when I got my dog Molly, uh, everybody was like, "Oh, you, you're definitely not going to be single now." Like the dog is is really like the is like such a you know a chick magnet and. And it, and it is it, I think it, it's helped more with online dating. Like it's always helps to have a picture of your dog, and I have a picture of my dog. I have a picture of her and I on one of my one of my online dating photos. But like it, uh, it so it's been a chick magnet in that regard. As far as like being out walking her, it uh, <laughs> it. It really happened. Like, I've never, you know, a, a number closed a girl because we've been out walking and our dogs, like, got along. like Although it happened one time. It happened one time. I've had Molly for six years now. It's happened once that I've actually gotten a girl's number. I remember I was walking her. I met this girl. She had a dog. The dogs sniffed. They got along. And we were walking in the same direction. And we were walking for, like, I mean, God, I remember this was... We were probably, like, a half a mile away from our apartments there was that was the one time <laughs> um but yeah other than that it really hasn't because i think when you're out walking your dog it's just like you know especially if you're going in opposite directions like it, it's hard to if i'm going to ask a girl for her number it it's hard like if it, it's just, it's like if they're going in one direction i'm going in another direction it, it's just hard to establish any sort of like a a rapport connection to the point where you're, you're asking someone for their number. Um, now maybe I should be more bold, but still like, I, I I don't know. Not everybody just wants to give their number out or maybe they do and they can just not get back to you. But anyway, it, but it really hasn't been as, as big of a chick magnet as you would think. But I'm always confused, uh, to get to my original point is sometimes I will meet a girl while I'm walking her and, you know, you're talking and it's nice and it's like, Oh, you know, how old's your dog? What's her name? Da, 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 Da da It's, you know, the usual and they'll always say like oh yeah we live uh, we live like in that house over there or yeah we've lived in the neighborhood for three years and I'm always confused like okay, do they mean her and the dog or like her and a boyfriend or her and a girlfriend or like what? It's always confusing. I'm always left wondering what that, who that we is. Like, cause you know, if you, if you have a dog, like most of the time, yeah, you do, especially in that moment of meeting somebody with their dog on a walk. It's always like, oh yeah, like we, like, I guess you're talking about your dog, but then I also don't know. If we, is it a boyfriend that you're talking about? And it's like, oh shit. There's always that like, damn it. What did she say? Especially if it's a girl that I see, often that i'm like oh, that girl's really kind of attractive and it is uh, it's not anxiety inducing but it is kind of like damn it what is she what is she saying <laughs> is she is she single and her dog is like her you know her kind of part life partner or is it a, a boyfriend that i that i'm not seeing um always confusing folks always confusing um i love the i, I do i do appreciate these small towns uh They really didn't get into, I wonder when like, because in this town that Unforgiven is taking place and it's literally hotel, restaurant, sheriff, uh, 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 dentist, like I wonder what year did places start going by like, you know, JJ's Tavern or like, uh, uh, Frank and Ellie's Bistro or, you know, like, um that'd be hilarious if that's still like what year did we start naming things after like start giving things a proper name slide in the dm if you know what year that happened um so pete davidson guys pete davidson left uh snl can't believe it what like what like i'm not a davidson hater uh I'm, i'm really not Uh, i i think the hate is kind of just like it's just jealousy like people like bros (laughs) see pete davidson with all these really attractive women and it's like oh fuck this dude but also like is it any shock like he he is famous (laughs) i mean like uh, he, he is famous like let's let's call it what it is um that it's not that surprising but uh, my whole thing is like so he he's leaving snl and i actually think it's a good thing because like what is his signature moment on saturday night live like and again i'm not a am not a davidson hater i think he's perfectly you know talented but it's a it's very i think him leaving is actually a good thing because when you look back at snl like you know like john belushi like signature Skits. It's, you know, the Blues Brothers and the Bees and his Joe Cocker impression and Samurai, and the list goes on and on. And, like, you know, Adam Sandler had. You know the songs he would sing, and he had Canteen Boy and Cajun Man and Opera Man, and Mike Myers had Wayne's World and Sprockets, and uh, even Jimmy Fallon did like great impressions, uh, and like Bill Hader with with just all the shit that he did. But like Pete Davidson, it's such a weird like his weird his run on SNL is so strange. Like even Tim Meadows, at least at least Tim Meadows had a Ladies Man, like Pete Davidson literally. He's famous for being like really young and like, okay, so he, you know, his dad died on 9 11, but then he, he was famous for like never being on SNL. Like, he would be on, and it's like, oh, he, I guess he's you know, he's on Weekend Update, I guess he's kind of funny because he's this young kid amongst you know, all these you know, older people on the show, but then he. but then he would like never be on because if he was dealing with something like a mental health issue and then he'd like come back It, it it was such a weird SNL run so I, I guess it's, it's understandable that, okay, like, I kind of get now, the, I get the jealousy of, like, what is this guy doing? Like, why is he famous? Like, okay, so he's on SNL, but, like, he's barely on there. Like, if he was on SNL and, like, he had these memorable characters and memorable sketches, then it'd be like, okay, now I, I definitely understand why he's getting some of the g- girls he's dating, but it's still, when you really look back on his time in SNL, like what are we really like remembering like fondly? Um, and that's why I think it's a good thing he's leaving because I, I didn't mind that movie he was in, um, something adolescence. Uh, uh, Big time adolescence. Like, he's. The movie's whatever. I thought he was actually pretty good in it, though. Um, I did not love The King of Staten Island. I don't think that that movie has ended yet. I think it's, like, still going on. It's so long. Um, But, yeah, I feel like this will give him a chance to finally, like, kind of be famous for something. Like, I know he has a show coming out. Oh, so he has a show coming out based on his life, which that's what I thought The King of Staten Island is. So, is this it's very strange. But that, and then he's going to be in a bunch of movies and it's like, okay, there we go. Davidson. Like now, now I feel like he'll be able to like settle into a career more so than ever. Cause his run on SNL was so in, in my opinion, it was just very like, non, it just wasn't that memorable. Um, speaking of The King of Staten Island, I watched that movie Funny People, and this is kind of what inspired my Judd Apatow st- a starter pack, is I remember watching Funny People. I went to go see it in the theater. This is when I was doing stand-up, so I, you know, I was eager to kind of see it. And I mean, that movie, When I, I remember at, in the theater just like, wow, like, a, a, this movie's way too long. For a movie about comedians, uh, it's way too long. B... It's like, why did this movie get made? I would imagine... And that was a studio movie. Like, I looked it up. That movie cost $75 million to make. And you're watching it. I would imagine Universal execs watching an early screening must have been like, we really paid $75 million for a movie about stand-up scene in Los Angeles. It's like two movies. Like, in the beginning... Like, there's no mention of of Leslie Mann's character. Well, I mean, there is, but like... The movie was about this guy, you know, the celebrity dealing with the fact that he's dying and he reconnects with this girl, woman that he loves. But you don't really get to that reconnecting until like an hour into the movie. I mean, it's really just kind of classic, just appetite, <laughs> like just needing an editor. I mean, it's so... It's, it, the movie just doesn't hold up at all. Like, But it's, also, it's weird. Like, it's not a bad movie. Like, when I was watching it uh, last week and I'm like i mean this movie's not that bad it's just i don't really know why it exists i guess i think that's more by reason like i don't know why we needed that movie um like it's not ju- it's not like what uh, uh, like okay like it's not just a movie that's like oh that movie's you know not that good but like and whatever it was, like there was at least like a, a a story like a point a to point b like funny people it's got like so many points and it. it's very just poorly like constructed and i love how like they i mean judd apatow he's he's johnny comedy i mean the guy loves comedy it's like it's clearly a love letter to stand up but the love letter is too many pages and like i i love the uh like, to, just to beat home the fact that these guys are comedians. So, like, Jason Schwartzman's a comedy actor. Joan Hill's character is a comedian. Seth Rogen is, is a comedian. So it's like, that's all we need to see. Like, he's in a show. These two, we see them perform. But literally, like... They, they, they hammer the point home so much to the point where like in, when they're at their apartment all the pictures on the wall are Chris Rock, Red Fox, Rodney Dangerfield a poster of I forget what the movie poster is it's like a Caddyshack poster and then a picture of like George Carlin it's like bro do we get it they're comedians <laughs> Like, why are you we, we really need the, the, this 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 apartment with all these pictures of famous comedians throughout time uh, that movie is so. And then finally, you're you're in the second part of it where they go up to see Leslie Mann, and then like, and then Eric Bana comes or, comes out of nowhere. He's in the movie, and it's just uh, it's just not a well constructed movie. I, and I remember the when I first saw that, it was really like a what is the it's it's such a strange movie like but but this is the this is the a prime example of when you have two hits back to back in in Hollywood i mean you really can do whatever you want especially if they were movies like 40-year-old virgin which is great knocked up which is great even though both those movies could be you, you know they could be let's just say let's compromise let's say 20 minutes shorter because even 40 year old virgin but even that is like a tale of two movies a little bit because you have his whole thing with these friends they're trying to get him laid they're giving him advice and then the second part is him with katherine keener and like i understand why he needs like why it it goes to that in that direction it just takes so long to get there and uh, again it goes back to jet apatow movies are just too long and and like there's Wilco jokes in funny people. Like Wilco. Again, if I was that universal exec, I'd be like, do we need the Wilco joke? Like <laughs> I know like I know Obama's president, but come on. Like what the fuck? wilco like that was those were the jokes in that movie i like i I remember i remember that when i saw it i'm like oh well that's a you know not that wilco's super obscure but like for a studio movie that's pretty obscure like that's again when you have two hits you can kind of get away with it but then like another weird thing about funny people is uh is um like seth R- okay so for the, the first time i ever saw seth rogan was in 40 year old virgin and i remember thinking who is this dude uh I, like i've never seen him before it was kind of like a fresh voice like he was pretty funny in that movie and uh, i was like oh this he seems like kind of like a cool dude like who is this guy um and and it's weird, he I feel like Seth Rogan was like twenty-four in Forty Year Old Virgin, yet he looked like he was about thirty-eight. Um, like he looked like an older guy. And then I remember I saw the trailer for knocked up, and I'm like, Who is that guy? Oh, that's the dude from Forty Year Old Virgin, but he was shaven, he was clean shaven, so he looked younger. And I'm like, Oh, it's that guy. And then and but then in so and then in Funny People he like shaved even more and, like grew sideburns and lost a bunch of weight like he looks like he's 14 in the in funny people and and like kind of acts like he acts like a teenager in that movie and it's very strange you know, it's like the curious case of Seth Rogen he like aged backwards over the course of 3 movies and then i go back to watch freaks and geeks and he kind of looks like kind of old in that in that TV show. Uh, it's very strange. there's just a strange energy around funny people. Um, very like just very bizarre. It, it was, the King of Staten Island is another one, which it's just it's poorly constructed. And, and I, I like, I, cause these movies, like there's a good movie in there that if he just let, if he just shaved like 20 minutes off of them, they would be like more, I think you'd be able to follow them better. And it's frustrating. I mean, there's nothing I hate more than long movies. I just, I can't stand long movies. Um, I, I really can't. I think it's like, I, I again, Goodfellas, Casino, uh, you know, The Godfather, Boogie Nights. There will be blood. Like, there's certain movies. I understand why they're long, and and they should be long. But a movie about comedians should not be two hours and thirty minutes. That's ridiculous. A movie about Pete Davidson's life on Staten Island should not be two hours and however long that movie is. And, like, it just why is that like that? And it sucks because, like, I, I think Judd Apatow. Like, look, like, the guy knows what he's doing and i think these movies would be more memorable if uh if they were just shorter and then i know he 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 pisses and moans that like comedies don't get enough love at the oscars and and it's a it's a good point but it's like yo dude Shave some time off your movies, and then maybe like the academy falls asleep during your movie. like just make your movies shorter and maybe the, maybe they'll they 'll stand out better but like god damn it you 're watching funny people and the King of Staten Island like movies that cl- I think clearly he was pr- probably trying to make he was probably trying to make like more serious like you know james Brooks style movies versus knocked up and 40 Year old virgin which are like raunchy comedies so i think he's trying to go for something a little bit more real and grounded but man shave some shave some time off that movie and and you know maybe we'll 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 take it a little bit more seriously but um i don't know it's they're uh they're just too long i fucking i hate just, i hate long movies I, I I don't know what irritates me more: long movies or the long wait time to get an operator on nine one one. Both suck. Uh, I was watching my best friend's wedding last night. I actually really like that movie. That one's actually a little long as well, but I kind of let it slide because uh, I don't know. It's just got that nineties vibe that I just I'm just a sucker for. Uh, but I do like that movie and. I, I love it. I had forgotten that part where you meet Cameron Diaz and I think that was one of her first movies. Cause I don't think I'd ever seen her in anything before that. Maybe the mask. Uh, but like the dying set piece is the, and I, I look, I guess there's the, there's the stereotype that maybe women are bad drivers, but like, you know, I don't, not all of them. Um, but yeah, the, like the dying set pieces that, so you meet her at the airport. She's, she's, she's beautiful and you just think she's basic. And then the next scene is her behind the wheel, just like driving, like she's in a Formula One race, like weaving in and out, like oh, there's the exit. I'm just gonna go across the highway, <laughs> like grab that exit. Like cars honking, cutting people off. Like the really fast, the really hot woman that drives really fast and recu- recklessly. And then there's always like the person in the passenger seat, like holding the oh shit uh, handlebar. Like and, and also the woman driving is like just having a normal conversation. Like that's kind of a dying set piece because. Uh, it's. it's also in the replacements it's like oh what can we give this uh this cheerleader uh what 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 kind of character character detail can we give the cheerleader how about she's just a really fast driver (laughs) she's just driving through the streets of dc with keanu like holding on for dear life while she's just like just chill having the conversation like nothing's weird like that's kind of a dying set piece the uh the really hot woman that's just like an awful driver um like was that I don't know was that from like guess like maybe post speed like was Sandra Bullock behind the bus it was just like that was just a, a character detail that they had to give to just be like oh this chick's actually like really cool like uh, <laughs> let's, let's just have her like she can talk casually while also just nearly causing like a, a dozen accidents um, so you know ah, that's good water I just actually had you know what the worst is Um, like I've never, like being stuck really sucks. Like being like, if you're ever stuck in like the rain or the snow or stuck at an airport, it's the worst, but like the worst stuck is, so I just, I had to have my water dispenser cleaned. Uh, and turns out my, my water dispenser was just, it was just a lost cause. (laughs) Like this thing was so dirty that the guy came in and. And just said to me, you should just get a new one. So I got a new one. But so they this the, the window for ready refresh and and shout out. I don't know who like did Judd Apatow set the this, this wait time like the wait time was between seven a.m. and six p.m. That's fucking ridiculous. Uh, talk about being trapped because so you're at your apartment, you can't leave because you know <laughs> they they might be here. So you can't really leave you can't, and I like. I wanted to do this, but I, I certainly can't sit here and do this podcast while this guy's in my kitchen cleaning. Although that would have been a good, like, first guest on the new format. Uh, hey, man, when you're done cleaning, want to come over and talk about uh, Judd Apatow movies? Uh, um, uh, yeah, it just sucks. That that window time is absurd. Uh, like, I understand if it's, like, between 9 and 11, it's like, oh, okay, uh, I'll be here. Um, that's fine. Like, that's a two-hour window, and and usually they get there early, but like 7 a.m. and 6 p.m. Like, I don't even know. (laughs) That's crazy. I've never, i never, never had a wait time like that, uh, in my life. Um, they got 911 Judd Apatow movies and ready refresh, uh, the holy triumvirate of fucking, like, fucking, oh, like waiting too long. Um, just to give you guys an update on my cast iron skillet. Um, look I love this thing I really do but like look I don't know if I want kids but I feel like having this cast iron skillet is actually preparing me more for having a kid it's like having a fucking kid I mean this thing should literally come with uh, like a how to manual like like a uh, it should come with like what to expect when you're about to get a cast iron skillet uh, okay so shout out to my friend Tracy uh, she sent me the uh, cleaner which looks like something from like, like did some like hipster chick on Etsy like get find like recycled clothes from gang members in the eighties because it's this chain thing that looks. I, that's why I made that meme yesterday. It literally looks like what Bennett from Commando was wearing. So so that the fact that a, a pan needs a metal chain to clean it, like like you put chains on your tires when you're trying to get up icy roads. Like this, the fact that it needs a chain to clean off like uh, specks of bacon and grease. I, th- this thing's ridiculous. And then are you supposed to use soap? Are you not supposed to use soap? I mean, I really feel like I'm getting a crash course in, in, it feels like having a baby or like a puppy. Uh, that's like the level, like the heart, like the real, the things that really change your life, uh, baby puppy cast iron skillet, because I still, I still don't really know how to clean it, but I'm going to obviously use this metal cleaner that I have. And, uh, and I will, I'm sure I'll have an update next week because this thing is really uh, a hassle. It's a it's a real real hassle, but it is it does it does do a good job, and it just looks good. It, like it just it looks good in a kitchen. Um, like man, either pots and pans. They, they look fine, but it's just it's pretty standard issue pots and pans. Like the cast iron skillet, when you walk in there, it's like, all right, this this guy kind of knows. He knows how to saute something. Like he, this guy must know how to cook like somewhat well. It looks good, whether it's hanging or just laying on the stove. It just it does it does look good in the kitchen. It really uh, it really makes your kitchen come alive. Uh, did you guys watch the fight this weekend? <laughs> Apparently there was a fight this weekend, and I'm not a fight guy. Uh, <laughs> like I've never hosted the fight before. Like, if, like I guess it was a boxing match because I was at Buffalo Wild Wings watching the Celtics game with a with a friend of mine, and um, that's always the thing. Like when you're at a bar to watch a game and the game is over but you're still there it's always like that's always when like the UFC or the boxing match comes on um and I so yeah I guess there was a fight this weekend but I've never really been like the fight I've never been like a fight guy like like I've never hosted the fight. <laughs> it's like a fair, it's kind of like the guy that says yes during aliens. Like I feel like that's a hosting the fight is kind of high, bro. Although it kind of goes to all bros because I feel like the yeah dog bros will also host the fight. I've just never been the fight guy. Like well, I mean these boxing matches are like. Six seconds long, (laughs) like Judd Apatow nine one one should take a page out of out of boxing matches. They're so they're just so short, and very rarely are they are they good. Uh, Maybe I don't watch enough of them, but um, but yeah, I remember like there was one there was one time where Brandon and I got invited to the fight, and like people make such a big deal about the fight. (laughs) Like we we were we were out in L A visiting, and we had a meeting this guy and he was he said you know how long are you guys staying in town it's like oh we're leaving tomorrow it's like no you're not i'm hosting the fight <laughs> it was like as if it was the thing that you just can't miss like you got to see the fight i don't even know who was fighting but uh, the fight bros they love the fight uh, i don't know why i think maybe it's just like the ultimate male like it's just like if you're hosting the fight like you're a guy like you're 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 a guy <laughs> like, you're definitely in touch with like you know your masculinity and you know i'm hosting the fight i've just never been uh hosting the fight Now i'm i i ufc i actually do like i have gone to a few fight nights and that shit actually is pretty great um but I never, these things, I just don't follow it, so these things always come out of nowhere, and, like, anytime I get a text about, like, uh, you guys watching the fight, I'm always like, man, like, I just, I just don't follow the fight, I'm not into that fight world, I'm not in fight club, uh, I just don't follow it, uh, but they're, they're always popping up, and yeah, I just, I just never know, and, Maybe when I have a house, I'll host a fight, a fight night, because it seems like really it's kind of like something that you would read in in Esquire, you know, like the things every guy's got to do. Uh, you know, I think we've talked about this. On, I, I talked about this on a past episode. Like I, I miss me on those Esquires where it's like, you know, watch The Godfather once a year, uh, <laughs> like, learn how to chop wood. Um and you know host a fight at least once. <laughs> um, uh, and I've hosted. I don't think I've ever hosted a Super Bowl. No, I haven't ever hosted a Super Bowl. But uh, yeah, I'm not. Uh, it kind of goes back to the planning. Like I, I don't. Actually, no. I take that back. I do like hosting. I like hosting a party or like poker night. But hosting the fight, I'm just not. I'm not the. I'm not a. I'm not a. I'm not a fight guy, <laughs> I'm just like not, uh, not even when I get a house, uh, I still don't think I'm going to host the fight, I'll just go over to other, uh, to other people's houses to, uh, to host the fight, um, you guys coming over for the fight, it's just, it's very, it's very just bro, it's very broy like, fight guys, I'm not a, I'm just not a fight guy, um, but it's such a specific. It, but it's yeah. I don't know if this makes any sense. I, hopefully, you know what I'm talking about. The fight uh, coming over for the fight. Uh, yeah, I'm going over to this, my buddy's house for the fight. It's always uh, it's uh, there's something so douchey about it. But but they always are like fairly fun parties. Um, Got to come over for the fight yeah i'm going to watch the fight and yeah it's never like it's never like the like oh i'm going over to watch the super bowl it's like oh yeah that you know what teams are in it or i'm going to watch the the michigan indiana game or i'm going over to watch you know the dodger game like the fight no matter who it is like it's always the fight that <laughs> it always is um whether it's tyson i feel like even when it's tyson it's still like i'm going over to watch the fight uh it's <laughs> so it's just you know what it is it's so dude or it's very dude and i'm just it's not that i'm not a dude i'm not a dude actually i don't really consider myself a dude Uh, (laughs) um all right i think we got about two minutes left uh let's get into some shout outs here all right here we go yeah i got the Unforgiven on uh, there's Gene Hackman. Oh, yeah, here we go. Got some shout outs coming at you. Coming quick. All um, right, let's see what we got. In. Uh, hey, shout out that Joan Barker. Big shout out. Um, hey, shout out Annalise Artworks. Shout out. Uh, hey, shout out Brendan Donnelly. Big shout out. Uh, hey, shout out Angel Illustrates. Big shout out. And shout out Botanica Wild. Shout out you too. Um, hey, shout out KC Coxie. Shout out! <laughs> hey, shout out White Mike Forty. Shout out! And uh, last one, hey, shout out John R Turner. Shout out! Uh, shout out, guys! Thanks for supporting the page. Thanks for listening. Great comments uh, lately. Um, you guys have been uh, you guys have been killing it on the comments, and I always get like um, not self conscious, not bummed because I, I the comments are great, but you know every time I post something and somebody says. They can't tell whether the what's better, the meme or the comments. I'm literally like (laughs) McConaughey, True Detective, watching it, just like ripping a heater. Uh, Just like, oh fuck, man, when the comments are like just as good as the memes. But you guys have been crushing it on the comments, and keep doing it. Uh, Keep doing you. Um, Let's see here. Um, So, so like the uh, League of Their Own conversation, I missed this. me- it- it- so that Mexican pizza at Taco Bell is is good because it looks terrible. <laughs> um, it- it's and is it is it like it's something that girls like? I I completely missed that. I- that doesn't seem like something that would take would, would take off. And quite frankly, like the McRib, um, the McRib. Like I tried. The- I had never had the McRib and I tried it. <laughs> Like that, it's not that good. Like, it's not bad. Like, I think you would just see you have to be shit faced to eat it. But I mean go to a barbecue restaurant. It's gonna be way better. Like I wasn't my 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 socks weren't knocked off by the McRib. And my socks weren't knocked off by the Popeye's buffalo or the Popeye's spicy chicken sandwich. Um I remember the it, like I remember that Popeye's spicy chicken sandwich, like they were they like were sold out, and then you have it. It's like, eh, I'm going to go to Wendy's and get it. So the spicy chicken at Wendy's is way better than the spicy chicken at Popeye's because the spicy chicken at Popeye's is their regular chicken cutlet with uh, spicy sauce. The spicy chicken at Wendy's is the cutlet breaded, and the spice is in the breading. That's why it's so fucking good like that's Wendy's spicy chicken is the greatest sandwich in fast food history. Um, I will die on that hill throughout every single, like if time is a flat circle, I'm just going to keep on doing that until like I'm gladly, like I will gladly, uh, continue to do that if, if time truly is a flat circle because that sandwich is fantastic. Uh, but the, and, but the McRib is, ah, ah, (laughs) <laughs> I, I wasn't blown away. I think it's probably great when you're drunk, but, like, the burps after a McRib it were revolting. And to and quite a while, we're on the topic of barbecue. Like, I love good barbecue. I do. But that shit, like... When you, like the like barbecue burp i don't care how good the barbecue is. it could be the shittiest barbecue or like the Franklin in Austin, your burps and like the way your hands smell and it just it stinks, it really just smells awful, even if it's great, and the Mcrib as you can imagine just. Uh, uh, oh my god! Like I, I wasn't blown away by it. I'm not saying it was bad. I just wasn't blown away by it. And it's kind of these like specialty things that I, I feel like maybe that's why they're, or maybe I don't even know why they're so special. So the Mexican pizza, which I've never had, because like I, I mean, look, I, I live in LA. Like there are so many great Mexican options. If if I'm going to Taco Bell. I can't I kinda can't justify it. Like I'm not saying Taco Bell sucks because I've had a lot of great Taco Bell in my time, but it's one of those things where there there's there's better options you can go to and I'm I'm stunned that this Mexican pizza is actually good because it looks disgusting. And if I want a pizza, I'm gonna get a pizza. I'm not gonna get some specialty pizza that I don't even know what it even like what is it even? Um it looks like let me just look at it. I mean, dude, it looks so disgusting. Uh, like, I, I mean, what? It's finally back. I mean, there. I, I just, I, I missed the boat on this completely. Like, when was this a thing? It looks so gross. Uh, the Taco Bell's Mexican is back. Here's our 2022 review. I guess, I mean, I guess maybe I get, like, maybe... Uh, bring it back. Yeah, I, I, I completely missed the boat on it. Yeah, you know what? It's one of those things where maybe it's gro- you just kind of have to try it. But hey, um, the Mexican pizza's is back, but Taco Bell killed the fan favorite during a COVID-inspired streamlining mean, event. it has been pretty salty But, Wow, I guess I just missed it. I'll, I should try it because um, it just does not look good. And there's that there's that whole thing about like when you see a Whopper or a Big Mac on in an ad. It looks, it looks like the great, like the juiciest, most amazing burger ever. And then when you get it, it's like, ah, okay, it's a little thinner than what the picture shows. So I would uh, the Mexican pizza like it looks gross in the picture. <laughs> I can't even imagine what it looks like, you know, IRL. Um, I guess I should try it. It just looks like a pizza you would get at like it looks like a personal pizza you'd get at the airport. That's like the epitome of mediocre, but. I don't know maybe this thing when you're hung over just like hits differently but but again if I'm hung over like there's so many other, better options um shit I should probably try this thing I just going to Taco Bell I see I had I had a bad experience of Taco Bell on uh like 5 years ago in Arizona in this small town but it was like a sketchy town in Arizona so you know i feel like there are good like with any fast food there's good spots and there's bad ones i think i just had, the last experience i would talk about just was not good See, it just looks like a quesadilla I, like that's what i don't really understand it's meat between two tortillas so what? that's a pizza just because they have cheese and on the top of it i don't i don't really get it um I don't know, maybe it has, I don't know. You know what I really like? I got this really good hot sauce the other day and it's got Fresno chilies in it. Sign me up for Fresno chilies. And I don't know how Fresno got looped into it because literally Fresno is like, anytime I hear about something from Fresno, it's usually a guy with just covered in tattoos on his face, and he was just arrested for either, like, a meth lab or beating his dog to death. And it's, like, that's literally what the news stories are in Fresno. But uh, who would have thought that something, like, as good as Fresno Chili's... um Fresno got chilies right. I don't know what I've never been to Fresno, but based on the news stories I hear coming out of there, it's not—it's not—it's uh, not Pleasantville. It seems that place seems terrifying. Um, like I wrote this script last year about a guy whose dog gets stolen and placed into a dog fighting ring, and I was going to set it in Fresno because it's like this total revenge thriller. This guy just kind of blows a gasket and goes into the criminal underworld to find out who took his dog, and he tracks it. Back to this dog uh, fighting ranch in Bakersfield. And I mean, I picked Bakersfield because Bakersfield's kind of terrifying as well. But I wanted to do Fresno because literally Fresno seems just terrifying. I mean, like the news stories are always something just. Are like horrific and it's just like oh well hashtag fresno but then the chilies hey keep those chilies coming fresno you got chilies right because man this hot sauce i got is amazing and anytime i get like i see a pizza i'm not a big pizza toppings guy but if i can get some fresno chilies on there it's usually fantastic so um so yeah shout out to fresno chili some good's coming out of fresno um yeah so here's the here's the Unforgiven. they're walking through uh or they're driving through so that yeah undertaker carpenter like what yeah what when did people start like when did a guy named tom open up a place and was just like i'm sick of calling these places just restaurant like how about tom's <laughs> um, uh, that that was a talk about a life hack um and uh yeah so that ooh, 52 minutes um all right yeah let's uh let's call it a day at camp guys uh get home safe and uh yeah we'll talk to you next week thanks for stopping by and uh we'll talk to you next week bye